be a man and handle things accordingly men don't cry don't cry like a girl i really feel like talking to someone but i'm not too sure how people are going to react to it why would you babysit your child where's your wife isn't she supposed to do that come on you're a man and getting all this emotional i mean isn't it a little odd for you i'm sure all of you have heard these statements often being a man i'm sure you relate to it hi i'm urvashi bisht head psychologist at hey and today we are here to talk a little about men's mental health or i should say know a perspective from a man himself of what it means to them men are always expected to not be vulnerable or express themselves when it comes to mental health research suggests that men everywhere find it difficult to open up about mental health in fact they are more vulnerable than women at times we have with us today ankit ceo at hey a singapore based mental health organization here to debunk myths about men's mental health today we are here to deconstruct notions around men's mental health in specific the reason being many men suffer in silence due to a culturally prescribed notion of masculinity that prevents men from seeking the help they may desperately need beat men don't cry or that they are told to man up while experiencing something overwhelming hey ankit happy to be speaking with you on something as relevant as men's mental health welcome to the space hey arushi how are you all good how are you doing ankit doing well thanks for the opportunity i'm so glad i think beyond uh, connecting with each other as colleagues today we are being an interviewer in interviewee equation how how do you feel about that uh i've done this in the past <laughs> with a couple of um uh, you know other things that we've been doing as uh, as an organization yes. so so yeah feels okay um, happy to be here so glad that you could take out time for this because no better person to have this interaction with about men's mental health you yourself who's founded an organization that is a mental health startup right yes so maybe i'll shoot my questions on to you and you can respond based on your personal experiences and probably your opinions and beliefs about the same yeah for sure let's go all right so i'll ask the first question ankit so i'm sure the journey of building up a mental health startup being a man must have been challenging but more than that alarming right so what has your journey been like can you brief us about that uh the journey has been if i were to put it in one word it's been extremely enriching and educating for me personally yeah. um considering considering that you know i'm not from the domain of mental health uh you know before i began hey um the entire experience and the knowledge that i have gained just by being in the presence of you know people like yourself um uh, extremely uh, you know uh, people like the psychologists and the therapists and the coaches that i have been working with all this while for the last one year uh it's been an extremely enriching experience um uh, i don't think there is a day goes by where i'm not i think when you when you mention about debunking uh, i i don't think there is you know any day that goes by where i'm not uh, debunking or you know self learning out of all the interactions that i'm doing so uh, it's been it's been extremely enriching uh, from that perspective and and very 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 growth um, you know it's it's led to my own personal growth i i believe um, as a as a founder 
it's so nice to read about your growth on your LinkedIn that you keep posting very recently or very frequently about what or you know any conversation and beliefs about mental health that you experience personally. So I think that's something that you're very open with. Yeah, yeah very, very. I, I think um, I've kind of made it a point that you know my experiences uh, I share, uh, you know, which are more personal. Um, I, I keep sharing a lot about parenting and you know the things that I'm learning. Uh, you know, kind of trying to teach my kid, uh, or I would say trying to teach myself how to be a better parent, uh, you know, to begin with. Um, I'm also constantly learning about how uh, to be a better leader. You know, it's, it's, uh, it, it, I think it's a work in progress uh, that I, that I try to, you know, make, uh, make that happen. So, yeah, I, I you know, I, I think it kind of adds value uh, to people around me uh, when they, when they listen. And I think it also, uh, makes it a little bit easy for people to kind of be vulnerable and to accept uh, that there can be challenges and these challenges can be overcome. I think that's really the point of, uh, you know, sharing all of it um, in the first place. Great, great. So if I ask you, Ankit, were you looked at differently for setting up a startup that encourages men or women to talk considering men are not encouraged to do so basis the socialization or the concept out there? Um, I wouldn't say I was looked at differently, um, or let me say that I never, I, I don't think I ever gave, uh, that kind of, you know, that kind of an importance to, uh, you know, to people outside, okay. uh, who may, who may want to look at it differently. Um, I, I think from the very beginning, I knew that I'm doing the right thing. Um, you know, something that I truly believed in. Uh, so, so for me, it was never an outward, you know, whether people will think of it differently or not. Uh, right. I can, I can say from my, uh, you know, from a very personal standpoint, I think my wife uh, was a bit uh, taken aback uh, when I started, you know, this space uh, because, you know, inherently I'm a very emotional person, um, and uh, you know, she believed that it, you know, the the field that I'm getting into uh, is going to impact me emotionally a lot more. Uh, you know, than than perhaps somebody else. So uh, I think I've been able to uh, I've been able to kind of uh, you know at some level also detach myself to all the stuff that we got into. Like I was doing in the initial chats, uh, you know, when when things were getting set up, uh, I was literally speaking to the users, uh, you know, from from day one. Uh, and some of these conversations were extremely difficult conversations. So um, you know, they did have an impact. Uh, initially, but I tried to kind of, you know, take a step back and, you know, look at it a little bit more uh, holistically on how we can add value. So I, I don't think I personally ever kind of, you know, looked at others on how they were looking at me, you know, where I'm, whether I'm doing the right thing. Um, but over a period of time, I, I knew myself that, you know, this is the right thing to do. This is an area that I really cherish. Uh, you know, it's been my personal experience. So, uh, you know, wanted to uh, wanted to do it uh, the way I want to do it. It's quite interesting to know, as you mentioned, that you were involved by directly interacting with the users, even though you are the one yeah. who's you know heading the organization. So, yeah. so you wanted to be very involved with knowing how this is working at the smallest of the level to how you are heading the organization on your end. Right. Uh, it's it it was important, I would say, because you know I'm. Very openly, I'm not from a mental health domain. Uh, you know, I'm I, through my education, through my background, I'm not. Um, a lot of the initial work that we did uh, was really on developing the concept. 
Um, I wanted to myself get convinced that, you know, what I'm doing is the right thing to do uh, and that it is adding value. Uh, because, you know, there is there is no dearth of, you know, really great products out there. Right. Um, there are a lot of mental health applications uh, that exist. Um, so we wanted to we wanted to kind of challenge that and also be able to be, you know, let's say 10x better than, you know, what's out there. Um, and to really make an impact, you know, from that perspective. So I, I think um, in the early days, having those conversations with the users uh, gave us a lot of confidence, gave me a lot of confidence that, uh, you know, if you if you create the right space, uh, if you if you give them the right modes of communication, I think people do open up. Uh, they you know they break through the stigma and the taboo that people think that exist. Uh, there are ways to overcome those. So I. That was really, you know, why I invested so much of time initially uh, in this space. I completely, I think, understand and agree with it because while working with you in the team, even though you're not from the field, but I've seen you've always been very open to learn from each team member about the field or how that goes around. And I think that really helps you to uh, get very interactive with the team and put things in place depending on the requirement. So that's something that, I completely agree with that how open you are to the idea and learning from every team member who's from the field and practicing maybe mm -hmm. in the field. Totally. <laughs> I'm actually learning and I'm implementing it on myself on a consistent basis. Uh, that's been, you know, that's what I said in the beginning that it's been so enriching and it's been, you know, uh, personally, I've grown so much uh, at my own level uh, because of all of these interactions. So, so yeah. Great, great. So going further, as a man, have you had moments where you would have wanted to voice out your emotions and you weren't expected to, so you didn't, and it took a toll over you, so you held yourself back? Um, I, yes, yes, definitely. I, I, I think I may want to kind of um, just relate it to, um, relate it to really the, you know, the really the beginning of hate. Um, you know, in my own uh, professional struggles that I went through um, had a huge impact on me, um, both both personally and professionally, right? So I, I think it's a myth that, you know, work and personal life don't, uh, in, you know, don't intermix. I think your personal life, you spend so much of your time at work, uh, it has a big impact on you personally also, right? And it kind of really defines you as an individual, how you will be outside of the work hours. And, and I think I had a disastrous time uh, that led to, uh, you know, that led to almost like a breakdown for me personally. Um, these were more, I, I mean, we do say that, you know, it's a man, uh, you know, to man up and, uh, you know, you don't kind of showcase your emotions so much. Uh, you kind of keep it, you know, within yourself. And that was really the time when I was kind of going through a lot and I just couldn't open up enough because, you know, we had made this very big decision of shifting, you know, from India to Singapore. Um, and to be to be breaking down so early after that, after taking that big decision uh, was not something that I think I mentally was very ready uh, with, right? So I kind of held everything within myself. Um, you know, I, I I don't think any, I shared it with my friends. I didn't share it with my wife. It was, I, I think that was really a time that, uh, that really shook me. Um, and, you know, uh, that was, I, in many ways, that was really the starting point uh, of, you know, where we are uh, today. Uh, but a really good thing that came out uh, was that I think I made an attempt to take help 
um, I got a coach for myself mm-hmm. and I, I literally saw, you know, huge shift in, in how I used to perceive things and how open I could be and how much help there is available out there. Um, right. Just to, just to kind of, you know, there is just a lot of help available out there if you are seeking, uh, you know, if you are seeking out. So, um, yeah, I mean, uh, that was really, you know, a, a very bad time to, you know, to a very good time, I would say, uh, that I transitioned to. All right. Great. I think that was something very personal, but thank you for opening about it and sharing it with the viewers or the listeners. Um, I would want to ask another question about what what do you see as the biggest barrier towards men's mental health? Like, why do you think they hesitate in talking about it? You shared something briefly about your personal experience, but in general, right. why do you think right. it acts as a barrier or they, they hesitate in opening up? A lot of it has to do with how we are brought up. Um, and I think this is a very general statement. I think it applies to both the genders, uh, men and women both. Uh, how we are brought up defines, uh, you know, what kind of choices we'll uh, we'll make. Uh, how open up, you know, how open up are we going to be with our emotions? How accepting are we going to be about our emotions? Um, in case of men specifically, um, coming out strong, um, you know, not crying, um, you know, don't cry. You're a man or you're a boy. Mm-hmm. I think there is just a lot of suppression of emotion. Uh, that happens uh, maybe with men a lot more uh, than women. And that's why you see, you know, as men grow up and become men and, you know, become boys, um, this suppression of emotion comes out in different ways, right? Um, Sometimes it comes out as aggression. Sometimes it just stays within and people become introverted uh, because it needs an outlet somewhere. Uh, It's just that it's been suppressed for a very, very long, uh, you know, period of time. Um, and I think that's really, that's really, uh, you know, in many ways, uh, the reasons that, you know, men do not take help, um, right. They, they suppress their emotions, uh, and, and I would say in, in many ways, not be themselves, uh, right. In what they want to be, uh, essentially. And I think if I look up to some of the, some of the, some of the men that I admire the most, uh, now, are the ones who actually just accepted their emotions uh, amazingly well. They've just been true to themselves and it's made them grow. And I think that is one thing that I may just, you know, put out there to the listeners. Uh, you know, any person that you are looking up to in the true sense, if you just really look at, you know, what they do and how they do, um, you'll feel, you'll know that, you know, the, you know, these people have really, they are really in touch with what they want to be and in, in touch with their emotions, right? Um, and that's made them who they are at that stage. So, uh, yeah. So I, I I think that's that's really uh, you know what what I'd like to say on this. That would be I think uh, an excellent take back from the conversation. I would say that you know to be productive also it's very important or probably to achieve things in life it's very important for you to be in touch with your emotions. And to be able right. to make sense of it, that, that's a great learning that, you know, even though you're not from the field, but you're coming out from your personal experience of overcoming mental health issues. So I think right. that really helps. All right. So is there enough being done about men's mental health? What, what do you think from your end, even though you have started a great initiative of setting up this startup? But do you right. think in general, there's being done enough to address specifically men's mental health? There's definitely more talk about it now. 
um, if I look, you know, look around me in the startup space and in the kind of solutions that there are available, yeah. uh, there are a lot of there are a lot of platforms who are, uh, you know, who are addressing men's mental health uh, very very specifically, right? Uh, they're creating the right, uh, I, I think, creating the right noise, creating the right, um, I would say, solutions uh, that may address, you know, men's mental health uh, very very specifically. Um, I see a lot of groups coming up, you know, a lot of support groups that actually uh, address mental health of men. Uh, you know, they talk about men a lot more. Um, I, in terms of the overall, uh, in terms of the overall noise around this space, um, I see a lot being talked about where, you know, men are, uh, you know, men are asked to be vulnerable, men are expected to just accept their emotions uh, a lot more. Uh, so there's definitely more noise around this space. Whatever globally things have been happening, I think, you know, there is a constant, um, I, I think, comparison of, you know, uh, decisions taken that are, that are very high on aggression, uh, very, I would say, uh, men hormone-led decision uh, that are taken uh, in the not true sense and there is a constant comparison on how a more balanced approach or a more feminine approach could have been uh, you know when it comes to decision making or when it comes to leadership in general um, you know it you know there, there is this constant comparison and I think it sends out the right signals uh, to to men to kind of just you know take a step back and think more uh, you know think more holistically and in a more more balanced way uh, in in many ways. Um, at Hay specifically, we have not really, uh, I think, set out to just say that, you know, we are women oriented or we are any gender specific in terms of, uh, you know, in terms of the solution that we provide. Uh, but it's extremely heartening to see uh, then men that men actually use us a lot more, uh, you know, uh, in terms of the demographics, men use Hay so much more compared to any other platform, uh, you know, which is out there. And, you know, we never, we never set out to kind of achieve that objective, but it's happened. Um, and I think when I look back, um, I can say that, you know, the kind of space that we really built up, the way the product really works, um, you know, considering all the helpers are females, you know, it, it's very counterintuitive in all ways uh, that, you know, there is a female there, you know, helpers mostly are females and still men are using it a lot more. But I think it just speaks volume about, that if you build the product the right way, uh, in the most optimum way, you know, people will come out and they will share, uh, you know, uh, you know, they will share what they're going through. Uh, if you give them the right opportunity or, you know, the right mode of communication. So, so yeah. Yeah, surely. I think when the right resources are available, whoever needs it will be able to access it or avail it. That's the right. idea. And I think even right. in Cape, the aim is more to make it more inclusive. I think even in yeah. the expert space, having an option of, you know, including pronouns of the experts. So I think making yeah. a place more inclusive automatically includes all the population that would need it. And we don't exactly. exclude anyone, but surely we we don't specifically aim at targeting any gender. But I think uh, the, right. the aspect that we are more inclusive of every population and we want to be more respectful about that fact, I think itself... Right just puts it out there for people whoever needs it and are not resistant or hesitant in reaching out for help as you Absolutely. mentioned in the you know helper space also Absolutely I mean uh, you know end of the day we are also as of now a free available app you know with the right. chat based space uh, despite the fact that it is the way it is 
um, there have been instances where you know the the platform have been abused and you know there are uh, you know men who have come in with very different uh, you know objectives but i would like if i were to just uh, put them in perspective of percentages there are a minuscule percentage right. uh, of people uh, in general like if i were to kind of look at the overall people who've been held right. uh, with it at this stage so i, I think creating the right uh, like you said an an inclusive product yes. uh, uh, inclusive space and building it the right way i think people use it also the right way and they they get benefited out of it uh, as well so i i think that's the right approach probably without really being very gender specific um, you know in that sense yeah right but it was interesting to know that there are a lot of setups that are aiming to you know specifically address a gender's concern i think each can have their own approach to kind of tackle the concern that's out there at the end of the day all of us are sharing the same mission of making mental health truly accessible right so as long as that's happening absolutely i i mean we are so nascent in the work that we are doing like all of us like all the comp- like you know our competition put together right. i absolutely do not consider you know all of these as competition i mean you know there is so little that's been done and uh, there is so much to do uh, that you know everybody is kind of you know just adding value yeah. in their own spaces uh, yeah. you know to this uh, overall mission so right. yeah. yes all right going further i would want to know from you what have you been your coping mechanism to deal with your own personal and work life issues so probably a little personal question maybe too intrusive you can choose to draw the line and share with us so what's <laughs> completely all right um so more recently or uh, in the past more recently been you my coping mechanism to, i think coping mechanism we try to have it consistently in our life but depending on situations we modify it we make changes right. so you can share something recent also with your experiences of working with the team or uh, right. this very hectic setup where you're constantly involved um, right. working with the last team right. yeah right i think one of the few good things that i have done in uh, over the last one year one one and a half year i think has been to um, really prioritize what matters to me uh, that's been you know one big achievement personal achievement uh, that i can say okay. what that means is i now know that you know there is my work uh, you know hey uh, there is my family and there are a few other things uh, that are extremely important for me and rest everything is all noise um so now with that you know with that thought um anything which i do in this space becomes my coping mechanism uh, to you know to to de-stress myself um i also have kind of given myself uh, a lot of importance which i never used to give before i would say uh and i know that i am important for myself in some ways um uh, right um not to say i'm like you know uh, i'm not getting into that arrogance zone but um i know my emotions are important and i don't i don't let anybody devalue what i feel on a day to day basis right um so i've i've you know created this space for myself where if i'm investing my time in any of these spaces i'm extremely happy it's kind of like my coping mechanism so you know outside of work i'm trying to be a better parent uh you know i'm trying to spend time with my wife 
or you know i'm spending a few moments uh, with few other important people in my life uh, that becomes my coping mechanism um, me i mean i i say I'll pick, i i talk a lot of about parenting because i'm i'm constantly trying to learn that space uh, i feel that i feel that every parent has to learn to be a better parent Yeah. um but that you know that uh, just that growth that i see in myself uh in learning small things and i've got assistance you know i'm you know i take uh, uh you know inputs from a lot of people around me in that space um a lot of good people qualified people um and you know the growth that i see and uh, you know how that uh, further impacts my kid uh in a positive way that becomes my coping mechanism you know what that i'm learning and this is impacting somebody positively uh which happens to be my kid so these are i, I think these are small coping mechanisms that i have um i spend a lot of time in the night uh you know alone uh in you know um by myself uh you know it's an extremely quiet time when there's nobody around and i just love that Uh, you know time for myself uh, the silence that i have around me so you know that becomes my coping mechanism to just shut down uh, you know for the rest of the like you know before going to bed you know just shutting down completely so so yeah i mean these are some of the few i, I think coping mechanisms that have uh, really worked for me um starting with prioritizing uh, what is extremely important for me great to know ankit that a lot of strategies that you use personally are some of them that we suggest as mental health professionals to clients for de-stressing themselves so i think you're making the most of the activities and all the products that we have in our space personally also it's happened naturally though for me great. Great. excellent all right so how do you think society can be more accepting of men's mental health what that's can a, they do then yeah yeah it's it's a very it's a very loaded question i i you know i look around and i just see so much there is you know there is a lot of right you know right noise but there is so much of wrong things that are still being taught um right around us like i'm constantly observing um right like i recently observed some you know some uh mom asking her kid to not cry and uh you know uh, you know i heard all of that and it just made me a little bit you know uh, sad uh, that we are still doing all of these things uh, all over again um uh i i think there needs to be a lot of education for sure mm-hmm. um there needs to be a lot a lot said consistently i think consistency is very important um you know one thing you know considering i am in singapore i think one thing that i really appreciate is that on a very consistent basis there is some talk on mental health going on in some of the leading national newspapers here uh you know which i you know which i read upon and that i think sets the right tone uh for the population as a whole um that you know there is mental health is a thing and it needs to be talked about and it needs to be consistently talked about uh to to give it front and center importance uh right and when national dailies talk about it then it becomes uh, a talk of the society as a whole and that everybody is kind of paying attention to uh mental health in the right way right so there is not just hey talking about it or some far other folks talking about it as a society like newspapers are a reflection of what the society is doing in in many ways so um i think if if that becomes uh 
process that becomes consistent that you know there is there is a mirror that is being shown uh, to everyone that you know in a good way right this is what can be done this is what can be done this is how it impacted well etc i think that you know is uh, is is a very good step uh, in that direction i think society can do that uh, or demand that uh, from people um a lot of us you know people in this field uh, i think need to make need need to consistently make the right noise or need to consistently make the right efforts uh to talk about it in a way like we are talking about it today yeah. um we need we need more of these uh you know we need more of these happening um you know considering that we work with organizations um i think organizations accepting of uh you know mental health challenges and you know what you know accepting burnouts and you know letting people uh you know give their time uh, give them you know off times um letting men like you know creating that space for men to be vulnerable and to to accept non alpha men as also men mm-hmm. and not really you know the more extroverted men as the as the men who can lead i think you know basing it more on uh, non temperamental or non uh, such areas i think that also sets the right uh, you know tone uh for you know for for organization for men in general you know that you know this is a space that i feel comfortable because i don't need to shout i don't need to uh, just be you know something that i'm not and i'm still accepted and you know this is where i can grow this is you know this is how i can see myself so i think all of those additive things have to be done um i say again a lot a lot has to be done in the parenting space uh as well uh because that's really the that's really the nurturing grounds of you know how men become and you know eventually and how accepting they are of their emotions so um i think a lot has to be done there or at the grassroots level you know in schools and colleges uh as well you know we're talking talking the right way so there is a lot to be done <laughs> i think um you know but uh, yeah i mean these are some of the things that are you know that are, that that can really impact uh, in a big big way uh, you know which comes to mind all right great quite interesting and wonderful points that you put across some things new that i am also hearing so that's great uh, that you know in singapore at least that how in newspaper and other examples that you gave i think these are great ways to put it across or probably yeah. you set the tone for the right conversation or someone to just read out an article and have a discussion amongst themselves so these are good right. initiatives uh, initiative that are already in place going right. for the some other things that i'd like you to share with me is how about uh, how open are you about consulting a mental health professional does it ever come um onto your ego that being a man i need to seek out help so you mentioned something about you know uh, reaching out to a coach for some sort of guidance yeah. or pre professional guidance have you right. ever reached out to a mental health professional specifically i am referring to a psychologist or a therapist or a counselor here and right. do do you think that being a man it was a little difficult or for you to ask yourself or reach out for that kind of help or even thought about it so uh, honestly speaking have i seen a therapist no uh, at this stage uh, do i feel the need at, at this stage uh, maybe not uh, did i feel the need of getting guidance i did and that's what i did i you know went out to a coach and you know took help um 
I do take help in the space of parenting, like I mentioned, mm-hmm. uh, but I would still say it's more coaching and less therapy. If you know, do not need a therapist, but you still need some guidance, mm-hmm. uh, that's possible. And you know, these are things which still play on your mind. Like it used to play on my mind, uh, you know, getting stuck, not being able to move forward with my kid, uh, you know, is plays on me mentally, but do I need a therapist for it? Or are there, you know, coaches or somebody else who's available for guidance? Um, you know, helpers themselves, by the way. Uh, right. So getting that help is important and you know, it can be in any form. Um, now I think coming to the point of is there is was therapy ever uh you know a no-go zone for me ever? I think that was never the case. Um, right, for me that you know, I will not ever take therapy. Um, I I I never had that point of view, I think personally. Um yeah, I never had that point of view, like, you know, that, you know, if I need help and somebody is there for help, I will not take it just because, you know, that's a therapist. Uh, but um, I I think a point here is that when we're talking about mental health, yeah. uh, there are various facets of mental health and there are various ways in which people can take help, um, right? And you know, not everything needs to be, uh, you know, not everything needs a therapist, mm-hmm. uh, but there are a lot of places that do need therapy. Uh, and in those, you know, in those times, it's kind of very okay. Like, you know, you, you don't, you don't think about, like, I find this very odd because I'm in this space now, but you don't ever think twice about going to a doctor. Uh, if you're not keeping well, then why would you think twice about going to a therapist? Uh, it's something mentally which does not compute in my brain like why would you not do that uh, if there is help available um, but it's a real challenge uh, you know I've seen that you know building up hay uh, that people develop a lot of cold feet when it finally comes to turning up for the appointment um, we are not we are taking it up as a challenge in how we can break ice with these people uh, you know, get them comfortable in the idea of sharing. Uh, I do think it's a it's it's a challenge that needs to be solved for, um, right? When more people take help, I think they become better, and it's it's not just good for them; it's good for people around them also uh, that they are better. So we are kind of I, I think I I personally take it as a challenge on how can I get every individual, uh, you know, to kind of really really take help, right? Not get stuck. Okay. Taking all of this into consideration, what is that one message or one thing that every man hearing you should take back from this conversation? Okay, it's very ironic. I got asked this question uh, a couple of weeks back uh, by one of my one of our colleagues. Um, happened to be a man, obviously. Um, I think the one thing that I would say uh, to everybody, to all the men out there, is to be in touch with your emotions and be true to them. I have spoken about this on LinkedIn as well. Um, But I think a lot of what we do, which we don't like, or where we go out of our way and we don't feel good about it, end of the day, all happens when we are not true to uh, the emotions that we have and we suppress them um, with, you know, suppress them and try to be something we are not. Uh, we try to be, 
you know, we try to be friends with people who we should not be friends with, uh, or people who let you down. We try to be somebody, um, you know, that who wants to emulate uh, somebody in the workspace that we are not, and that you know never turns out well uh, because people know who you are, etc. Um, so I, I think it all stems from the need to fit in uh, in many ways uh, where you you may not fit in because you know you're just not that person uh, right you you work differently you you are different like every you know, all of us are different so I think it's a little foolish to to try to be somebody else and I was in that uh, zone um, you know many you know years back um, you know very openly I can I can say that um, I had a lot of my own challenges where I tried to fit in in many uh, you know, in many spaces where I was just not me, I was not happy trying to fit that in, but I still want, you know, still out, you know, went out there to try to fit in all because I, you know, just suppressed what I was truly feeling. Um, so I, I think that's, that's one thing that really, I think it can work for all genders. It's not very specific to men, but I think it work. It happens a lot with men uh, because we want to do men or masculine or manly things, uh, which, which, you know, which is actually never required. So, um, so I I think that's going to be my message. uh, If, you know, if it's only one message that I want to give uh, just to be true to your emotions, always. All right. I think sounds like a great note for us to wrap up our today's conversation on. Uh, thank you thank so you. much again for taking our time for this and yes, okay. aiming to take this mission further for this mental health conversation. Let's take this as an initiative and starting point for it to go further as an organization, Absolutely. I think, as mental health professions of being in the field, whatever. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thanks so much. Bye.